All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Kyle and Trucker Andy. But you know what? Breaking news. This week is not bad take, Kyle. It's bad take, Andy. Because uh, we got to lead off the show with this. Because before we started clicking record, Andy just as a... Was dropping nukes. As a born and bred Southern man that he is, even though he's ashamed of being Southern, he just made the most idiotic comment that I think that I've ever heard him say. And this is also this is the guy that told me one time that what he does when he's drunk is none of his business. Yes. Well, Andy, why don't you repeat it while we're recording for uh, the world to hear your bad take for this week? The bone-in fried chicken, which people typically no. refer to as That's fried not what you chicken. Said. Now he's clarifying. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was the whole point. People, when they say fried chicken, they're talking about chicken legs, thighs, breasts. Yeah, because it's Chicken fantastic. legs are fine. Chicken legs and wings are fine. If you're not eating chicken legs or wings, there should not be bones in chicken. This you don't is like breasts? 2022. Who does? It's too fucking hard to eat. Guilty as charged. It's, it's extra meal. You, you take, damn, if it's done well, you just damn, I mean, you just stick your finger at it, you know? And on top of that, though, Unintended. A chicken, a chicken, it's too much fucking work. A chicken thigh is one of the best parts of the fried chicken. No, the best part is the chicken tender that you can dip in a sauce cup. Well, that comes from typically from chicken breasts. Yes. Well, the they should no. just get rid of the bones and give it to me in a chicken tender. But needless to say, needless to say, Andy was just trying to make the comment that he said that we need to be done with this fried chicken shit, and that fried chicken is we're, we've evolved past that as a society. Uh, one thing I have a pet peeve when it, Andy didn't say this, but I have a pet peeve when people are like it's 2022, and then they proceed to have one of their uh, preconceived notions about some topic and be like, how can people still eat fried chicken in 2022? That's what, because it's fried chicken is delicious. Do you still want to churn your butter with a fucking wood stick? That's not even you just go to the store the and thing. get a stick of butter. We have evolved. It's easier to eat chicken tenders. It's night and day. Easier. You are, you know, you sound like a child right now. Do you know what the risk is of eating made a fun of me for getting chicken chi- tenders? Andy, None. I bet you were, I bet you were 27 years old and still getting the chicken tenders off the kids menu. Yeah. Well, no, that's a different. I don't, I order the adult chicken tenders. Andy, you can't make fun of me ever again for the Tulsa, Oklahoma trip when I eat chicken tenders for dinner, considering that you're advocating a moratorium on classic Southern fried chicken in favor of chicken tenders. You've lost your uh, right to, to to make that accusation against me now. No, nah, I'm not going yes. with that. This, may, this guy ordered, we're at a nice looking bar. We were at a bar. Let's not sit here but and pretend like we were at five-star dining. We were but at a bar a in Tulsa, nice Oklahoma. Bar. No, no, I have, to, I, a- no I, I have to sympathize. Now, all right, let's, let's get some background facts here. Was it more bar or a restaurant with a bar? It was a big bar, and then against the wall, they had tables. So it was more bar. Than it's restaurant. more bar. Half and half. Okay. Half so bar, half tables. So more bar. Okay. I consider like a a restaurant that is if it if the bar is the central feature. Did it it's have like bar, a, it's a it's a it, skinny it, building. The bar is up against the wall to the right, and it's tables to the left. It well, probably was well, called well, some type of tavern. So a tavern is a bar. It's yes, it's of, clean. So it is a bar. Okay. So it wasn't a dive bar, but it's still more bar. No, it was a bar though. Okay, more bar. And, so I, in in Logan's defense. 
Let's be honest, bar food is somewhat suspect. They made an entire show about it. John, whatever his name is, has made a million dollars off of it. But they had like normal foods on the menu, like dinner foods that come on plates. And he orders a What did my chicken whiskey. tenders come in? He ordered on a plate. A whiskey and Mountain Dew and chicken tenders and mac and cheese. I, I, see, I, I see nothing at all wrong with that selection of food. That's children's food. You eat that in private. You just you advocated. You just advocated not eating fried chicken in favor of chicken tenders, and then suddenly it's. So you need to tell us now, bad take, Andy. When is it acceptable to eat chicken tenders, and when is it not? Because God knows, you just told us we can't eat fried chicken anymore, but we can eat chicken tenders, except for when you're out at dinner somewhere. You can't have chicken tenders. Light casual dining and lunches. And light I would not classify dining. I don't classify the place we ate at is light casual dining. We ate at a bar. But it's a yeah. nice bar. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, if you that's, go to the, the wild turkey room or whatever at the Angus bar, that's a bar. Well, it's, wild it's turkey Angus, lounge. Angus barn is, is more restaurant than bar. Yeah. You, we just went to this. It has a tavern. dress code. Yeah. Off. I mean, this place was not Hooters. Don't be doggone Hooters now. I love some Hooters. Yeah. See, it's different. It's a different atmosphere, though. Andy, I would like one. I would like one clarification. When you get wings, do you get boneless or bone in? He gets bone the in nuggets. wings. He gets See, the nuggets. You can get bone in. It's for chicken legs and chicken wings only. And I would assume for the ones with two bones, we can just throw those away. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, you, yeah, don't you dare! Are you serious? Flats. Flats, they don't flats fit are, in the ranch cup. Flats are way oh. better than oh, than goodness. drumsticks. Yeah. You don't get no. all the tendons and shit when you try to. Oh my god, Andy! Flats are. You superior. guys just try to make eating hard. There's it's a hard. there's a there's an easy trick for flats. You just you break just the bones. It still doesn't fit in the ranch. You break cup, the bones though. and then you can bite the chicken off. That wasn't. Why do you my, get ranch on it? My strategy with a flat is you bite, you stick your tongue between it. And then meat pops out. You flip it over, bite it, tear it off. You, See if you, you take the, no if you take one of the edge of the flats and you break it like this, pull it apart. Then you have to, you can just bite the chicken off the See, bone, and too, then the bones left. That's, that's the much. correct way to eat flats. The drum much. fits in the ranch cup. The I don't like. I don't want to. Dip I want more my, flats than drums. I don't want to dip my wing in ranch. To be honest with you, a well done do. wing. If they're crispy enough, you don't need a ranch. Ah, oh, the ranch is half the fun. Dude, no, you talk about being a child, having to put ranch on everything. Ranch is kind of low-key disgusting. If you go to Hooters, they're going to say ranch or blue cheese. And I, you know what? I tell them neither. Yeah, I just want the full flavor of the wing. I want my ranch. That's half my experience. Andy eats like a child. That's like eating it, wings without ranch is like pizza without pepperoni. No, no, no. Pepperoni is a staple of pizza. So it's ranch and wings. That's why they all come with ranch or blue cheese. I just discard the ranch. Yeah, I just completely vehemently disagree with everything you're saying. Yeah, me too. Either way, you hate on flats. That's that's you're a heretic. Andy, (laughs) Andy's Andy's food opinions over the last few years have been awful. They used to be good. But it's been awful. 
Andy, I think you, you guys are just stupid. You live off of you live off of McDonald's and gas station burritos. I don't want to hear anything about cuisine from I you, trucker, Andy. Eat either one of those things. <laughs> okay, and, Andy. We have exported fried chicken throughout the world, and people know it's good because you can go to any restaurant in Las Vegas and fried chicken's on the menu. You know what I really think it is? I think Andy Andy just hasn't admitted the fact yet that he's a hipster. Anything that becomes popular, he hates. And it doesn't matter if he right, used chicken, to like it. Chicken he's a hipster. It's Andy the hipster. He's a you, total you know hipster. What? I, you know what? I got a point. Fried chicken. Does Chick-fil-A serve chicken with bones in it? No. It's a, it's a fast food restaurant. But it is fried chicken. It is the chicken place to go of all chicken places. And if you've ever been to the original Chick-fil-A, of which I have, there's a very different menu in their original uh, location because it has a diner. It's, in, it's a diner. It's and they Georgia, do have right? chicken. Yeah. It's in Georgia. Yeah. It's in the hateful Georgia. Yeah, but that's only one one of all of the rest of them. Not even Start remotely mess- true. There are six different locations that have the same diner set up as the original. So again, if you're going to talk about the Lord's Chicken Shack, you need to know what you're talking about. I, th- I still think it is amazing. I think it's like 21 Chick-fil-A's in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. They're <laughs> yeah. one in Atlanta. And they're all closed on on, on football uh, game yeah. days. Amazing. Yeah. You would think, that, you know, they could cook the Jesus chicken on Saturdays and bring in some heathens to serve it. <laughs> neither here nor there. Andy, I mean, what, one of the uh, great little-known facts of our area is that our hearties still serve fried chickens. And it's probably like it. it's probably oh it's probably the only thing keeping those parties in business. It's because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a little bit of a fast food history nerd, and mm-hmm. the reason that I came about was because Hardee's has always been a burger chain. But in the 90s, they bought a, I think it was a Northeastern chain called Roy Rogers. So it's technically a Roy Rogers fried chicken recipe that when Hardee's made that push in the 90s to be a fried chicken joint, is it's Roy Rogers fried chicken served at Hardee's. Mm, did not yeah. know that. Andy, I would be hard-pressed to find one fast food chain that does not have some form of fried chicken. Cookout? Cookout has fried chicken. No, they don't. They have chicken tenders. It's still fried chicken. Is it fried? And is it chicken? It's fried chicken. But fried chicken, every time I hear it, is referred to as a two-piece, three-piece dinners. I mean, generally, I don't understand why you would ever eat that. But But it's also fried chicken. Still fried chicken. You eat your chicken strips that you love so much are all fried? Yeah, fried. Yes. It is a breast, boneless breast, that is rolled in flour and some seasoning and then dropped in a bat of foil. Now, I, for for people out there, I'm curious. Do you like flats or or uh, drumsticks better? The uh, the fried chicken bad take was already bad enough, but the whole like it was treasonous. That was American treason. Flats are better than drumsticks. <clears throat> I, it's more work. No, it's not. Who knew like you guys? Who knew you like, were so lazy that you had to have the least amount of work possible for you? It's to like people work. say. It's like people saying, "I don't like crab legs. It's too much work." It's like, no, you don't know how to eat them. Well, no, actually, you I pop in. Don't. You pop out, you pull apart. It's very simple. When there is food in front of me, I want to be able to shovel it down. I don't have to work to eat it. Well, I can't help I don't God make crabs. I don't eat. go out and kill my food. I buy it. It's faster and it's easier. Especially a- if you can buy it from McDonald's or in burrito uh, prepackaging from a Flying J. 
I like my burritos not prepackaged. <laughs> Look, man, if we go to a seafood restaurant, Andy, and you pull out the little crimper things for crab legs, I'm immediately like, I don't get crab legs. I'm a shrimp guy. I like I like shrimp better too, but you I will. Pound I, will shrimp eat, too. I will eat crab legs. Oh crap! Look, just like you can pound shrimp, you can pound crab legs. There's yeah, like you got. I Bailey has my thanks to has a picture of me when we went to Myrtle Beach, and me and her went to a pretty expensive seafood restaurant. And she ate like two plates, and I was like, "No, this was like a hundred dollars. I'm going to eat for the both of us." And I believe, like, no joke, it was the lady kept coming to pick my plates up because. <laughs> I was just on a mission to justify my whatever it was, hundred dollars. Eat there. Was that yeah. Captain George's? Yes. Yeah. Place is expensive. I walked out of there and I, I think Bailey had to drive home. But I don't think I could move. <laughs> and it wasn't from the wiki. No, it was. It, I was like the girl of Willy Wonka, rolling out of there. So. Yeah, I've been, been there before. Yeah. So let me ask you this: before we move into the Wade Bowen record, um, did you guys listen to any of the Morgan Wade EP? Came out on Friday. No, I haven't got around to it yet. I was, three... to, I was trying to listen to the, the what, Vandaliers. Vandaliers, yeah. Yeah, Vandaliers. Yeah, I was trying to listen to that more. So. Yeah. I, I saw the Morgan Wade thing came out, but when I read the title, I assumed it was just the acoustics and there was nothing new in it. And I tend to not like the acoustic so version better. You didn't li- read the text message that I sent accompanying the link. Yeah, but this was, that was like two days later. That was, that was still a little bit too short of notice. Because just so everyone knows, in the Country and Cold Cans group chat, I sent the link and I said, there are three new songs on this. It's acoustic, but we have three new songs. But then I, I was going to go listen to that, but that was shorter notice than Friday. What? I sent that to you on Friday. No, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, they were the same time, literally. Well, maybe say so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just double checked because I couldn't remember. They're well, both sent at five twenty four p.m. Well, it feels more short notice. <laughs> I don't. Andy's just making excuses because he didn't listen to it nor read the text. Well, I prioritized the Wade Bowen one because you were like, "Let's discuss this one." I was like, okay. yeah. I have exactly. a very finite. I have a very finite amount of time." Yeah, like, which which makes sense. Logan I mean, has we given us Wade on Monday, so yeah. Logan's like Logan has given us marching orders, so yeah. So. Like I dive said, into this one. We should, and uh, which brings us to Wade Bowen releasing a new record. Wade Bowen is a guy who's been putting out music now uh, for roughly 20 years, and um, he is one of the more consistent and reliable artists that you can have in the Texas music scene. He's one of the bigger names in that scene. I've been a Wade Bowen fan for a while. I know Andy has. Uh, we saw him in concert, actually, in Raleigh at uh, the now-defunct City Limits Saloon. There were a lot of cool people that came to that venue. Uh, from the Texas scene. And um and Parker and I, play there? Yeah, Parker yeah. played there yeah. too. Andy and I saw Wade Bowen and Dalton Domino in the same mm. night. Andy, you remember we stumbled up to a Wade Bowen. He was as nice as he could be uh, listening yep. to our nonsense that night. Great guy. <laughs> but fantastic dude. Uh, but like I said, he's a very reliable artist. Like at this point in his career, I'm not so sure that he's going to make our album of the year lists anytime soon. But you can't go wrong with a new Wade Bowen release. So he's got a new record out now called Somewhere Between the Secret and the Truth. And in this album, you know, it's very much a Wade Bowen record. Sonically, um, you've got, you know, a couple of boot stompers. You, you've got 
uh, some of the more mainstream Texas country scene kind of sounding country. And then you've got some that's just, you know, country is cornbread. Um, Wade has a little bit of for, for everybody in the Texas uh, country scene uh, sonically on this record. And, you know, he's got some, a couple of um, features on the record. He's got a song with Lori McKenna and one with Vince Gill. Uh, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely worth a listen or two or three. Um, like I said, I've been a big fan of his for a while. Uh, did anything stick out to you guys like uh, overall with the record before we kind of get into the tracks? I think that this record, I think to me, I, is Wade Bowen technically a good singer? I, I think he know, is. So yes. I don't know. I, th- I think he is. Yes. But I think so this would be technically and like his voice he executes his voice extremely well. Yeah. He takes his vocal pocket and just knocks it out of the park every time. And I ca- this album, to me, kind of makes that stand out a little bit more than in the rest. Maybe it showcases that talent to me. He he does have he can do a lot of things well vocally. I, I've always been a big fan of Wade's voice. Um but he he can do those honky tonking kind of you know boot stomping songs. He can do the ballads very well. And then, like you said, Andy, like uh, a good example using an old song is like when he when he has to go up higher in the register on a song like West, uh, West Texas Rain. He's got the ability to do it. And um, I'm with you on that. I think I think he his vocals kind of stood out on this album. I like see, the craziest thing to me too is that live he sounds exactly the same as he does on Spotify. Oh yeah. He's one of the only people I know that's done that. Yeah. Kyle, I know that you haven't had as much um, exposure to Wade Bowen as Andy and I have, because you didn't really go through your Texas country phase when uh, back in college, like me and Andy did, that started this whole thing with this podcast. You were still going through old stained and bowling for soup tracks back then. So (laughs) fact check true. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, what what was your takeaway? Considering Um, you haven't like been, head first into the Wade Bowen discography as much as we have. Here's the thing about Wade Bowen. I don't know how, I don't know how he wasn't bigger in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Cause he sounded like everything that was on pop country radio in that time frame to me. I think his first record was like, Oh, two. He was, yeah. he was a pretty, just, he was a young okay. guy around, yeah. the, around then. I just, I just don't know. Cause I mean, this dude sound like, sounds like, I've listened to other songs before, and I was trying to tell you earlier. There's one song I really like. I cannot remember the name of it. Um, but this guy sounds like somebody that could be on tour with uh, Lone Star. He he fits right in with that type of like that era of music. That era of music. I think and, that so, for some of the reason, Kyle, why that probably is, is because the Texas. Yeah, yeah. The folks from Texas have a little bit of an independent, a little bit is an understatement of an independent streak. And while I do believe that he had a run there of a few records where he was signed to a major label, um, yeah. he he wasn't going to just be a a shield for the big Nashville machine and just put out whatever they want to. Like Andy, you remember one of the first songs that I can't remember if it's one of the first songs we heard, or but it was one that we, you and I both liked at the time. He put out from a song Texas? Uh, called "Songs About Trucks." Yeah, songs. About, I was just thinking yeah. that that. He was pretty big because I would say because Wade Bowen was one of the first people I had ever heard out of Texas. I didn't even know this until later, until once I got into it. Then I heard that song. I was like, I know this song. Yeah. Him and Ragweed. 
Yeah, them Ragweed and Randy Rogers band. Uh, Randy Rogers band and, and Wade were definitely probably the two from Texas that I was most familiar with before I really kind of got into Texas music. Um, but at the same time, while he had a, a major label deal and was kind of like, you know, I guess friendly with people in Nashville, he didn't have like number one hits to Kyle's point. So like the casual fan was not going to know Wade Bowen's but, um, music as readily. Yeah, I, I think the point of mainly trying to get at is like to the, the you know, we all, we're all friends with mostly the same people. The people that aren't as high on half the people we talk about on the show, Wade Bowen is like a, a gateway drug. It's yeah. what he sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's kind of one of the things I was like, I just can't believe he never got way bigger than he did. Because Maybe, you know, wrong time, wrong place. Maybe he just didn't want to do it for whatever his reasoning was. He didn't, he didn't want to set his ass on stage enough. He didn't, yeah, he didn't want to sell out. And all, <laughs> hey, all of that's, you know, perfectly respectable. You know, no. But like I said, I just think he he kind of totes a line like, this is somebody I could see Jordan really liking. I think so, too, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, and that. No, not to knock Jordan, but Jordan's kind of like the gateway drug. If Jordan likes it, I think most people that we hang out with would like it. Yeah, Jordan, like musically, he likes he likes to dip his toe in. He he likes better music than your average pop country uh, uh, but he likes radio to dip, listener. He likes to dip his toe into the more the red dirt scene. He's but not he, all the way in yet. But yeah, he likes he, to dip his toe in. He probably wouldn't listen to Tyler Childers until Tyler Childers became popular and is being played at all the tailgates. It's not. He's not going to be like when Purgatory gets dropped a few years ago, being the guy that goes out and listens yeah. to it. But once it once it becomes popular, and I'm sure he knows the words to Feathered Feathered Indians. Indians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, hold my beer, the the hold my beer ones. I think are probably the best for the gateways. Yeah. They're not yeah. too serious. You talking about the acoustic albums? Or like just the the Randy and Wade projects. No, I will say this. Those are countryer than their than their solo projects. I well, don't know. They're, they're more like they're more like the you're drinking good time That's true. music though. Yeah, I will say this. One thing I saw this weekend that I had to holler at my buddy who was really deep into the the new metal. Uh, alternative rock, heavy metal at the same time, Buddy Tyler Nixon. Mm-hmm. He put up a story on Instagram of him playing Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. And this yeah, man hates, hates country, country music. music. Hates I, it. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when I saw him putting up uh, memes on his Instagram before, yes. but talking hates. about how he, he doesn't understand why people don't care about the technical prowess of, a, uh, of, of metal guitar. But yes. Three song, three chords in the truth of uh, country music, and people are crying, saying it's so good. I remember him putting that up, and then I yes, saw that. I Kyle, texted and I meant him to ask about, you that. about that. I texted him, and I was like, "How in the world are you out here doing this?" He was like, "Zach Bryan's the man." I was like, "Never in a million years." That just shows I you the out of your mouth. Oh yeah, you know we talked about it last week, or it might have been two weeks ago. Me and him made so much fun of Justin Moore's Backwoods record. Yeah. On repeat. And it used to make Swing and Chase so mad. But, I mean, this guy, I mean, literally hates country music. I mean, hates it. And he, would, and he is putting up a video on his, on his Instagram doing acoustic something in the orange. I know it's the major hit. Yeah. But it's still Zach Bryant. 
And it's coming from a guy who hates country music or yeah, at least was, country adjacent music. Cause Zach Bryan admittedly is not, you know, straight up country music, yeah, no, but, no, but, but it's, is. it's still country enough for a guy that hates country music. Yeah. I mean, I, he's the guy at the party that, you know, most people are like, yeah, I listen to really anything, you know, it's your house. You play what you want. He's the guy that's like, no, don't play country music. I will leave. And I will pitch a hissy fit. And that's, that's what he is. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to listen to that. But yeah. I was, I was I was dumbfounded when I saw that. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, I was surprised there's, there's by that. No I meant way. to ask you about that because there's I saw no that way. and I was like, what in the world is going on? Because like I said, I, I just know how much over. he hates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was just amazed. I was like, well, he has I mean I was I was I was stunned. Not really- Tyler specifically, but I do have a bone to pick with those types of fans though. Because I've talked about this when I've been over at my buddy Lavish's house for different yeah. like uh, parties and whatnot. I've talked about this with a couple of our friends who like Lavish is one of those people that <clears throat> loves same type of music Tyler does for the most part. But he he listens to pretty much anything. But God knows if you put on country music, he gets like mad about it. And there are yeah. just so many people out there that. They'll listen to anything, but for they have this irrational hatred for country. And I'm not a big hip hop guy, admittedly, but I sit there and I listen to all these hip hop songs and sit there listening to all these pop songs that people play at these parties. And I don't say a word, right? Like I, I just, I'm like, okay, I mean, like this is what the crowd wants to listen to. Fair enough. But the moment that somebody plays a country song, people just act like you just had insulted their family and spit in their mother's face. And I don't understand that. I like, think I might know a little bit on this one, possibly. A lot of country people, like the country music fans, there's a group of country music fans that's country music only. If it's not, maybe some Southern rock. But other than that, don't want to hear it. Yeah, but how is that any different from how people act towards country music? Because I argue the country music fans are more tolerant than I think, though, but some that of the group others. of people is the same. But it's, it's the, the same as I don't want to hear rock. I don't want to hear rap. I don't want to hear it. If it's not country music, don't want to hear it. <laughs> It's the same, just opposite. Yeah, but those are not, there aren't that many people like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm very agreeable. If it's your party, yeah, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, we not play this. Unless you're, you know, it's your house, your party. Yeah, I'm not going to try to let them play Cody Jinx or make them play Cody Jinx when they're listening to, you know, the Rick Rick Flair drip. Go, woo, on a bitch. Kind of shit like that. Like, now we all say there's a time and a place because... Let's take Bailey, for example. She likes country music. But, you know, when you're trying to get your groove on, as the young kids say, maybe not the time for Cody Jakes, you know? It isn't like me and you. We listen to the same shit. It depends on who you are. It depends yeah. on who you are. Andy and I... Um, I might be totally out of base, off base. But no, I, from, I, I what I've learned is, from what I've learned is the female crowd is like, oh, they, yeah. the beat, the dance, you know, to dance to. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you're right. Becky. But- <laughs> my thing is appreciates to the wind. Just the things that make them want to dance and party is just not the same for me. But there's they're not of, gonna like the ones yeah, that make yeah. me want to dance and party. We're just not gonna agree. There's I plenty of country like, music. There's plenty of country music out there though that fits that party mode. I mean, Andy, how many times did we have all these like whiskey drinking songs and they weren't like sad slow songs everybody has this idea that country music is all sad and slow i kicked my dog oh my truck broke down no there there's like all kinds of songs about about drinking uh cheap bourbon and uh what andy what was that Uh, snap shirts yeah (laughs) uh i do i I can't think of his name cheap 
bourbon whiskey and pearl snaps are is it, is it jason Eden, two right? things uh no there are two things stay the same uh uh god uh boland uh, uh jason boland jason boland yeah right uh right first name wrong last name for me but yeah i mean there are some you know shit kickers of country songs that you can play out there and it it, it used to make me and andy want to Open up a bottle of Jim Beam, uh, Jim Beam, Jim Beam White Label, <laughs> just well, I, by listening I, to it. My thing too, the, if I would call the the sad ones though. If you're at a tailgate, if, everybody else might not agree, but if you want to pound some whiskey, put some sad music on. We'll get hammered <laughs> for before the football game. Yeah, but everybody else just just didn't just wasn't there for it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I do like what Logan was getting at with like the um got a like bone to pick with like selectively picking stuff you can go to any tailgate now and kids are like white house road yeah this is something about cocaine everybody screams the the uh we've been sniffing cocaine line even though yeah you're like, right. only half the people there have ever even seen cocaine in their life yeah no that's not cocaine that's baby powder <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, but i mean that that's everywhere now it's... yeah I, I do sympathize with that. If I hear someone playing White House Road, I'll just be like casually stop and be like, let's see what plays next. Oh yeah, Tyler Hubbard, five foot nine. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's not surprising. It's like you'll hear that, Feathered Indians, you'll hear some Zach Bryan mixed in, and then they'll be back to Florida Georgia line and Kane Brown. But you know what? I can I can get on board with that at a tailgate. Not saying that I'm personally I'm gonna play it from my speakers, but if they're mixing that stuff in with it's the shit that they listen to, that's that's a small step in the right direction. You'll get some co Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll get well, some co Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, not, look. The, the independent crowd doesn't think that Co is very good. I understand their They're arguments. Wrong. They disagree. They're wrong. But I understand their arguments. co is frat boy music. <laughs> That's annoying. I'm sorry. It is, though. If you've ever been That's to a concert, Andy... Can confirm yeah, yeah. from his who goes to his, his crowd and yeah. Zach Bryan's crowd are the same concert going crowd. Yeah, but that's annoying. That's the holier than thou, folks. Like yeah, you're annoying. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's the pinkies out music. Yeah, you're, anno- you're annoying. I'm sorry. Like that, like Luke Combs is the worst thing ever. <laughs> do they behave the same at a Co Wetzel show as at a Zach Bryan show as they do at a Co Wetzel show? Slightly less on the rowdiness scale. But it's the same people. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm sorry. Like that's, that's, um, that that annoys me. <laughs> that's just really grinds my gears. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with you. But all right, so moving into the first track on Wade Bowen's new record, somewhere between the secret and the truth. Um, so the first first song of the album is "Everything Has Your Memory." Um, solid song. It, it definitely has that more mainstream Texas music sound. Um, I think it sounds like a hit on Texas regional radio. This it's not going to be like the deepest song on the record. It's not going to be the one that the people that Kyle loves, the hardcore independent crowd. They're not. They're going to act like this song is yeah. not that good. But it, it it is a in my mind. It probably it, I'd be surprised if this wasn't the single he sent to Texas regional radio. Mm, I I could see some uh, other ones that that would not surprise me either. Yeah. No. I, when I say down. single, I mean like lead single. You don't. Th- 
Well, we'll get to it in a minute. I, yeah, maybe. I could see it. I could see it, but I've got some other one. Where you say you would be surprised if it's not this, I'm more. I'm a little more even. I will, well, I'll mention that when we get to them later on. Yeah. I'm a little this more even like, on it. Yeah, this sounds like the most radio-y. Yeah, it does. I mean, the, from the the uh, oh, melody of the song is a little. Well, the melody of the song is a little more rhythmic, like a lot of more yeah. modern, um, slicker country is. Uh, but like I said, it's still it's it's definitely within that mainstream Texas music sound, not mainstream country music as in like the pop country, but the mainstream Texas music sound. It um, is Texas. I mean, yeah. through and through, it yeah. has that sound. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like some Chris Colston type mainstream texas music is what i mean um not quite that far but it is in that same vein this isn't going to be confused with jason boland no it reminds me i guess this would be a cop it may may not make as much sense this reminds me of what of what to me classic texas is randy and wade basically for people this is this is is randy and this song is a randy and wade that made almost made a genre for us basically because i mean we're 28 years old this is to to people our age this is the kind of the the more classic texas music kind of sound yeah not pat green and yeah yeah uh robert earl king not you know it's more randy and wade randy and wade were those guys for us yeah for sure all right moving up next along on the track list uh burning both ends of the bar this was probably one of my favorite ones um honestly it's I love songs like this. I like the imagery in this this song about seeing an old flame from the other end of the bar. <clears throat> I love the the George Strait reference um, from one of his songs from the 1980s. Uh, throwback to last week's episode where we drafted George Strait's number one singles. But it was where it says, trying not to stare too hard uh, with you at that you look good and love smile lighting up in the dark. And, you know, the throwback to the You Look So Good in Love song from the 1980s that George Strait had. Um, and then I, I do love towards the end uh, of the summer, he's like, if they die at all, old flames sure die hard. Um, and it's just like seeing somebody they used to be with in the corner booth from a, a trying not to stare at them at the corner bar with their new love interest um, is it, burning up both ends of the bar because it's killing you. But they're also, you know, kind of spicy over there on the other okay. end. That was gonna be my question. Is it the literal title line? I get what's burning on one end of the bar, but I don't get what's burning at the other end of the bar. Now I now I follow. Yeah. But this is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I, I like this song. Um is it, what does he say? Uh, her hair looks great in neon with a brand new diamond on her hand. Yeah. Or is it I, All right, I brand new brand new diamond on her ring? Yeah, okay. I couldn't tell what he was saying. It kind of like, I don't know if that was like some studio slickness there that they tried to pull. Because it's kind of hard to tell what he says. But um, to me, this sounds like a country song you would hear on the radio in 2005. Yeah, I could hear that. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree with you on that. I was I was really fond of this song because I mean it just sounded like something you would have listened to. <laughs> yeah, and it's not reinventing the wheel; it's just putting a little bit of polish on the wheel that's already yeah. been well paid, you know, well it, tested. Andy can attest to this. This is a very Wade Bowen song. Yeah. yeah, 
But all right, then moving into uh, Honky Tonk Roll. Um, this is one of the two, as I call them, boot stompers on the record. This is my born burner. Of the two, this is the one I like the least of the two Honky Tonk uh, sounding songs. Wow, what did you guys think of it? I missed this. Is one of the ones I think I only heard once or twice. That this popped up like two hours ago. I, was like, huh, I don't think I've heard this one. I think one of y'all said that on the Zach Bryan thing, but <laughs> don't know how I didn't yeah, hear this you. song. I think it might have been me, yeah. I think that happened to me too. It was 34 it, tracks. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me on this. I, I somehow this one got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's, I mean, you didn't miss a whole lot with this song. The title you kind of get what the song's about, and it, it I guarantee yeah. you it's fun live, but yeah, it was a boot song for, but that was about all I got out uh, of it. I mean, the best part is like laying in bed with my boots still on, like, yeah, you got tore up last night. We knew <laughs> we, we could have assumed as much from the title, right. All right, so then uh, then we have, following that, The Secret to This Town. This is a, another one of those things that I think Wade Bowen does incredibly well. Wade Bowen, when it comes to singing about small towns, you just believe Wade Bowen more than you do most people. He He tends to have songs about small towns and small town life and people that live there without it being overly cheesy or or just annoying in the way that a lot of pop country artists do. No. But when Wade Bowen sings this, it's believable. Like, and I, the one line before I throw it at you, Kyle, that I do want to point out is like, I love the line where he's talking about the, the, uh, the guy, at the mechanic shop, he's painting the picture for you of people in this small town, America, the mechanic shop on Maine. He's, uh, he's, you see his eyes light up when he uh, talks about the play that took them to state. But then the line that really stuck out to me that I really liked that paints the picture for you is some boys went to college, some went to war. He stayed around to make sure the keys crank. Uh, I, I love the way that's phrased. Um, and I, like I said, I just think that Wade Bowen does small town songs uh, incredibly well. And it's just so believable coming from him. I'm a sucker for other songs that uh, paint the small town life in a positive town, a positive light, you know, with all the drawbacks and whatnot. And, I think we've had this conversation. Um, there's a there's a contingent of like the independent saint that just wants to just rail against. Oh, they hate everything about where they grew up. Yeah. I, Sometimes I like those songs because yeah, so, you need you need you the need, negative you, side too. Yes. Yeah. You, you do. You need balance. Yeah. You need balance, but at, at the same but time, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big a fan of that because. Well, you, I don't. I don't have. I don't have. You a, want it to be a dirt road wonderland, then that's not really real. There's also opioid, know, opioid no. epidemics and people no, stealing no, no. and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, okay. Here. I think Kyle if likes Justin Moore it, more than he wants to admit. <laughs> I, I like. A, I like a lot of Justin Moore. Some of shit is just is parody, <laughs> in my opinion. It's just parody. Like, I feel like Weird Al could cover that and make a parody of some of the songs. <laughs> Um, no, I just haven't found one that I, a pessimistic song that I vibe with yet. It's just, you know, I mean, that's fair. If you, I mean, here's the way I would find a pessimistic song about small town. If you made it as a fun song, like let's take, for example, I was like, oh man, they're all stuck on myth. No, let's take, let's take 1984 by uh, 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Here we go. It's a parody. It's a parody of a woman that's still stuck in 1985. What a better and example. And what Yes, that would. I mean, if you don't, I, I find them. I find them in a funny way. Well, if you can poke fun at serious problems, but it isn't like you're just 
I hate every GD thing about it. Like, okay, bro, we get it. Yeah, but it, now this is, I think, where we differ on this. I like the songs that are self-aware like that. And Rednecker by Hardy is a good example, Andy. But I don't think that that's really pointing out. It, that's not the truth, in, so to speak. It doesn't always need to be lighthearted and fun. Sometimes you need a scathing, truthful examination. Not saying I hate everything about my town. I agree with you on that. That gets tiresome and it's also yeah. very trite. But I do think sometimes you, you need a, a, a truthful lens into the the warts aspect of small town America because it does exist. It shouldn't always yeah. just be everything is amazing. We gather around the bonfires yeah, on I'm, Friday I'm, nights with sure. a girl and a sixer. I'm, because yeah, that isn't that's only part of the picture. Yeah, I'm, you know, but my whole thing is like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of MFers that are on drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of MFers in every other big city in, in America that are on drugs. Oh yeah, that's not like a unique issue. It just depends on what type of drugs. Yeah, it just depends on what type <laughs> of issue. Like, I mean, if you, I think it, I think I think like self-deprecation is like a way to it's a really interesting angle to tackle certain issues yeah immediate criticism i'm just like i'm not really interested skip let's be honest the the song the song that it took me like 10 times to finally get through was it new south by bj vaughn america better south better south I was just annoyed when I soon as I saw the title. It, I was like, I'm that's annoyed. Just because, I'm annoyed. Look, that one kind of come across as being I know, preachy. I, but sticking with BJ, I, I'm not, I, I see you that I'm one, not, and, I, yeah. and I raise you Cape Fear River. And Andy, I'm sure you yeah. can agree that that's a good song. Cape Fear River is it speaks about the darker side of, of in his case, Reedsville, North Carolina. and But it does it in a way that's not being preachy in a yeah, way that true. Better South kind of did. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when I heard that, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, yep, I know BJ's opinions. Skip. I don't even want to listen to it. Yeah, you work the grill with Pete's Burgers and more. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, that, that's kind of like... That, the. I think you can get across to a lot more people if you do it in a clever way and not a preachy way. Or if he just did a song like... The, the, over, the message of Better South isn't necessarily inherently like bad. It's his, it's his approach that he took where that one came across as being preachy. So I I get what you're saying on that, but I I just don't think that that is indicative of every single song that has a lens into small town America on the negative side. I think that I think that I'm not saying that you are, but I think that Cape fair river is a better example of, you know, the kind of the dead end aspect that a lot of people feel. And it's a valid, it's a valid perception and a valid yeah. feeling that people have growing up in those towns. Not right. everyone grows up in small towns and thinks this place is heaven and I want to stay here my whole life. Well, I don't Some think people, heaven, but I don't think, I don't think anywhere is heaven. No, fuck no. Right. Most places fucking suck. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> the closest thing in America, I think that is heaven is probably Maggie Valley, North Carolina, and there's an ass load of problems with that. <laughs> See, so, I love Carolina Beach, and there's a lot of shit going on there that you don't want to get messed up with. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know I can always tell when people get uh, mandatory vacations for six weeks to Carolina Beach. You know, yeah, you know, they're moving to Wilmington for twelve weeks. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I know what happened to you. I mean, you know, yeah, like I said, there's always every there's no perfect place. No, there's not. I'm there's no place, the perfect place in the world. I'm a little bit more split, I guess, when it comes. I'm a, I may be more just all over the board. 
to Logan's point, uh, I think Cape Fear River is more of a banger, but I think Chris Knight does it as well as is beyond better than anybody else. Agreed. For You're painting right a that. really, because he does. His isn't really a negative or a positive. It's just it just he is. can write a song. It's just what it is, and he yeah. just writes the songs about it and just kill. I mean, it's just fantastic. Yeah. He's the, I also though have come more around to the way the frat pack is does it. The way that like Earn Hardy and Wallen do small town songs, I like that far more than the way Justin Moore does it. it I, would, it's, I like the way Hardy does it. I wouldn't necessarily say always about Wallen because Wallen is definitely, he's the biggest star in the genre, arguably this out of Luke Combs, maybe for a reason. And that's because it is, his isn't going to be as, I don't think, I think he's a, he has some talent, but I don't think he's as clever of a songwriter as Hardy is. You get what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing about Red. Yeah. If someone's like, this song sucks. I'm like, yeah, it's a parody. If somebody's like, it's a self-aware song. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, it's kind of parody of themselves. Somebody's like, this song's a banger. I'm like, yeah, but it's a it's it's a parody. Yeah. Either way, it works, and that's kind of yeah. like that's that's kind of. I'm not saying every song has to be a parody, but I think like I think there's a clever way to go about things where you don't come off as like a jackass. Well, there's a way to do it without being preachy, but I just don't yeah. think that everything negative needs to be clever, funny, or or satirical. Uh, I think that Riley, sometimes yeah, you need. Okay. Sometimes you need those guys that are just being put having their honest ass- assessment of a situation. But sure. I agree where I'm 100% with you Kyle is I hate when artists get preachy because like I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to tell it. you not to, you know, speak your mind and if you feel that strongly have at it yeah. there all but Look, at the same my, time I hate preachy shit. And I don't care if I agree with it or not. I hate here, preachy shit. Yeah, here's my here's where as we all know, I'm an Aaron Lewis stan. But that, <laughs> yeah. but, but that song he did, like uh, <laughs> the political the, song. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. face it. It was uh, it was preachy. Oh, and we talked about it, it on this in pod- your face obnoxiously. Yeah, preachy. and we talked about it on this podcast. And <laughs> yeah. you know, we were like, I was like, I don't really like that song. It's kind of I annoying. haven't listened to it since. Yeah, I it's, kind of, it's, it's pretty annoying. But I just, you know, it goes both ways. Like it does. It's not his finest song by any means. I, I think that that's where, and I'm not trying to get into politics with this. Obviously, neither am I. But yeah, I, I think I that to... I think that that's where the Twitter music crowd likes to give more credence to left wing artists than they do yeah. right wing artists. And some of that is sometimes earned because I mean you have Kid Rock and <laughs> Toby Keith doing yeah, boot you up know, your ass. It's the American way, like knuckle dragon <laughs> shit. And yeah. then you have like uh, Aaron Lewis, who just his idea of a political song is he just goes overboard. I think a an, Andy, you can attest to this. The left wing uh, analogy of what Aaron Lewis did is probably that. Um, what's his name? Will Hogue record that just was over the top in your face, obnoxiously political. To the point that I was just like, I like your music, dude, but I'm not going to listen to this one because I'm just, it's the same reason I'm not going to listen to Aaron Lewis's trash song he put out. It's just yeah. in your face. Like you either agree with me or you're a fucking idiot or you're an yeah. awful person. And I'm just like, dude, I don't care enough for you to be trying, trying to preach to me about this. The, I, I, yeah, it, I yeah, just. Somehow, somehow we got on small towns into politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Everything's political in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's 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 fine. I don't, I, you know, I, I got a soft side for optimistic 
views of small town America. Well, let's let's circle it back to Wade Bowen here. Wade Bowen uh, does a realistic, like positive version of small town songs sure. a lot. Yes. And like job. I said, he just he's very believable and authentic when he does it, yes. which I think I appreciate. Yes, well said. All right, so moving right along from our uh, sidebar we took on <laughs> small town songs, both good and bad. Um, you've got If You Don't Miss Me, and I think this is quintessential classic Wade Bowen. Um, it, I, I love these types of songs where it's like he said, if giving all I got hadn't changed your mind, then why even try? So basically, if, you know, I've put all this effort in and you don't see it's you don't even miss me when when I'm gone. Like if it isn't going to work, just pack your bags and get the hell out. It's, it, this is like PG Co. Wetzel. What do you think, Andy? Yeah. This is not it's not my favorite song on the album. This is I like the sound of this is one of those that to me, this album did have a fair amount of. I I don't dislike this sound of Wade Bowen, but I want sad songs that sound like this from Wade Bowen. Right. Not not sad songs. This kind of is a sad song, but yeah. This, I mean, this isn't a the relationship isn't working. I want the 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 if why don't you love me? Why can't right. you love me? Sad. I want the rip your heart out sad for this sounds what that's yeah. what I want. Fair enough. I'm not a huge fan of that, like this sounding in general. Yeah. I, I need the specific lyrical uh, context for it to, to work for me. Now, Kyle, you have any thoughts on that before we move to the next song? Uh, I tend to agree with Andy a lot. All right. So you hate fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so next up, I, like I said, I know I've mentioned her to you guys, both all on the podcast and off the podcast. But this is um, this next one is Beautiful World. It's a, it's featuring Lori McKenna. Lori McKenna, if you don't know Lori McKenna, you're fucking up because you need to know Lori McKenna. Hey, Lori right. McKenna is one of the best uh, songwriters in country music right now. She co-writes with a lot of people. She co-wrote this with Wade Bowen. But Lori McKenna, for the mainstream, more leaning fans, she wrote Humble and Kind and was the original like singer of that that Tim McGraw had a big hit with. Uh, she wrote that one by herself. Um, and Lori McKenna just has this when you hear her vocals it's like you're listening it doesn't just sound like a female singer it sounds like you're listening from the perspective of a mother and it's like this motherly wisdom whenever she if you listen to her like her most recent records she put out Lori McKenna's a badass and it's fantastic so I can't recommend her highly enough but this song is kind of a, a wisdom song that's right in her wheelhouse um I think that you know the line that probably resonated me the mo- with me the most as a uh self you know, confessed mother, mama's boy is don't forget to call your mom because she, <clears throat> she makes things seem better. And, um, I, I do think that there's something to that special relationship people have with their mothers. And that line coming from Lori McKenna and this song really struck a chord with me. Um, but you know, this song really is just about finding the beauty in life's imperfections. Uh, we got to see the good and the bad. So, uh, do you guys, I know Andy, this probably isn't your thing, but what'd you, what'd you think of this song? Yeah. I, the song is written the way I thought, I was like, this is a, literally what I said to myself was, this is a great song. It is, how can't you like the writing of this song? Right. But I wish the instrumentation was different. <laughs> that, that was, that's the, the, I just wish in, the writing, I love the writing of this song, but 
I just wish it sounded different. <laughs> Kyle. This is the second best song on the album. Fantastic uh, song. Yes, yeah, phenomenal. Um, my favorite uh versus the next to last one where you know goodbye kissing the driveway god laughing at the plans you made saying <laughs> i love you for the first time god it, and lauren lauren is it lauren or Lori? Uh, Lori, 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 yeah Lori. good lord Lori. dude yeah uh, turnpike reference there uh she may i think she's better than wade bowen on this song if you oh yeah yes yeah, yeah. i agree she's with way, yeah she's i think way wade would probably say that too <laughs> yeah she is just phenomenal man this this song is just a banger. Lori McKenna is a badass. Like yeah. I'm a, I can't, I, I, I what is it? Change. You say you stand, you, you stand stained. I stand Lori McKenna. Oh yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a stained, uh, stand. Yeah. I, like I said, I wouldn't change anything about this song because I, th- I feel like it just fits her voice like to perfection. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's phenomenal through and through. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so good. All right, so moving right into the second boot stomper on the record, we have She's Driving Me Crazy, and I ain't gonna lie, Andy, this shit had me hooked from the very first fucking line where he said, Whiskey! Uh, I'm drunk on more than just whiskey. And from that point forward, I didn't give a damn what he said the rest of the song. I was just like, <laughs> the, with the sonics of the song, and then that being the opening line, I was just like, a 21-year-old me and a 21-year-old Andy would have drank some Jim Beam listening to this son of a gun. Yeah, pretty much. It's almost exactly what I was thinking. I was saying more about 23. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a shit kicker in a good way. Yeah, I, I would get hyped hearing this. This would be a barn burner. Oh, yeah. All right, so moving into Knowing Me Like I Do. Um, this is probably one of my favorites on the uh, uh, album, too. This is definitely more into veers into that mainstream Texas kind of country sound sonically, uh, both with the melody and and like the instrumentation. Um, I like songs like this. I'm not going to sit here and act like this song is, as Kyle said earlier, reinventing the wheel. It's it's you know, it is what it is. But I, I like songs like this where it's just like it opens it up with him saying, I'll take care of me. You'll take care of you. But then in the chorus, he's like, knowing me like I do, I'll probably go crazy without you, baby, for a while. Um, then it's just the aftermath of the breakup. And then you, you, you find out that I'm still not over you yet. I'm, I might go crazy for a little while, but eventually I'm going to be OK kind of situation. I think this was one of the ones I potentially could see this being a single. Yeah, this agreed. this or uh, the, the the other one. It's to me, I, I I wouldn't shock me either way. I like the it's to me. It's more of like the realness of the song lyrically is it's refreshing, I guess, almost. It's not it's it's super realistic. It's not mm-hmm. over the top any other direction. It's not everything's great. Everything's horrible. It's just almost sounds like exactly like what would happen. It's It's the realism of it is very refreshing it, it's very real and to your point to back that up that underscores that is like in the first verse he's talking about i may go home and see my folks something that you tend to would do in a situation where you have your heart broken or you know, call up a couple of buddies and have a weekend down on the coast like you said it's, those it's not over the top it's just real it's, it's like basic but in a extremely good way yeah yeah it, it's, it's hard to write something so realistic that's not boring or bad because it's yeah. so basic or be, I, be, or be or end up being really cliche about it. 
yeah, it, it, it's done extremely. I think it's very well written. It's one, I think this is one of the best songs on the album lyrically because of that aspect of it. Yeah. Kyle? It was fine. This is where it kind of got kind of samey to me. It got kind of samey. wasn't wasn't that much different to a couple of other songs down the list. It was like three. I, I feel like this song's album placement is poor. Maybe it is. Because it, it's it, it eighth gets, on the track list out of twelve. So yeah, and it gets into. Yeah, and it, and it gets put right before a song that's better than it. About you know, I, I can agree with that, and we'll transition into it's gonna hurt um this is just about truth being in song man like yeah you i'll let you give your thoughts first since it seems like you like this one um well i mean the last time i went through a breakup i was 15 um (laughs) so you know i haven't i really haven't been i haven't had an adult breakup in my entire life um but i can imagine what it's like and the hook of the song is just phenomenal. It's gonna hurt, then it don't. I <laughs> mean, it's cry just, until you till you won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Andy said, it's so simple, but so damn good. I mean, it's nothing extravagant. Mm-hmm. And if it ain't, you know, it's just. But again, it's authentic and real. It's authentic, and it's just so good because it's so simple. And then the and, line that, that kind of fits in that with that too, Kyle, is like when your heart gets torn in two, there ain't a damn thing you can do. I, I think uh, the the better line is till it does. <laughs> and damn, it's rough. <laughs> 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 I mean, like I said, I, I've never had an adult breakup. I've never really experienced it, but I kind of chuckled can, at the line I where can, it says, go ahead. No, I, I said, I can only sympathize with what it feels like. And Simplicity is some is something that a lot of people don't do well, and this song just yeah. does it through and through phenomenally. I agree. It's hard to do. It is hard to do. It is. I agree. Because you know, I used to write papers all the time in college, and I would just be like, "This word works," but what if I just make it better? And you're like, <laughs> "No, I don't need to make it better. The word works just fine." No. The I song the, lacked all the sources. The the line that made me kind of. Uh, chuckle a little bit was where it was you know in the part of the song where he's saying that people are telling you that time's gonna you know heal the wounds but then it's like your friends are relieved that it's you instead of them (laughs) that was my favorite line in the song it's a funny line but it's not meant to be like hilarious but it's like it's a funny line because in some ways it's kind of true like when you're going through some shit like your friends don't want you to be hurt and they they feel for you but at the same time back of their mind they're probably like kind of glad it's not him me. to me <laughs> yeah. like, it, to me it was like that they're almost they're telling you everything's going to be good and everything. they're all they're like they also are kind of lying to you because they're like yeah oh, you get over it's it. gonna yeah. be a it's good yeah you'll be fine it'll be it ain't no big deal and they're like yeah i'm kind of glad it's not me though because <laughs> right. what i'm saying right now is not all that true yeah, it's easy to give that advice when you're on the outside looking in versus yeah, the one going through the storm. Yeah, you know, you don't this, need that girl. But, uh, you know, I can't hang out. Yeah, with fuck Friday that night. bitch. <laughs> I got a date Friday night, man. Sorry, I can't hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, so. This one, though, too, was one of the ones that I do wish this one sounded different. See, I, I don't know if I agree I on this one. I yeah, this one's, so this one's done the way it should. Yeah. And it's just a bummer jam. 
Because if you were to try to make put more production on this, it runs the risk of turning into the song that was preceding it on the track list that Andy, that you and I liked. I, I didn't know me like I did because, because yeah, my main complaint with that song is they stuck it right before the song. Yeah, and it's the same song but better. Yeah, I would have been fine maybe even if they did less production. I, it just different than this. I don't know what, but I wish it was different. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the sound of this one. I love the sound of this one. It's so good. I, I, it's almost, I don't like the way Wade sings the song. It's, it's not that it's bad. It's just, I would much prefer something different. And if the song sounded different, he would sing it different, I guess is more what I want, but we can't all have what we want. Yeah, that's what the Rolling Stone said. All right, so moving into uh, the last three songs on the album, you have Say Goodbye. Um, this song is fine. I love the way it sounds sonically. I, I love the melody. I love the the production on it. And but I don't, it's not a bad song. It's just like, it's just kind of like, why is it hard for people to say goodbye? You know, I wish you hated me somehow. It says at one point during the song, it's just a song about how hard it is for people to let go. Of, of something that they're familiar with, something they're comfortable with. It's just, I, I think the Andy, I kind of have the opposite of what you've had on some of these others, or maybe the same if I'm uh, misremembering, but I loved the way this song sounds and I love the melody, but you know, the, the lyrics don't necessarily hit home with me. Yeah. Like it doesn't, this hit, is it the doesn't song. This is the song. I was uh, one of the ones I was talking about. I don't even know what this song's about, but the way he sings the words, whatever they are, is. <laughs> spot on perfect i wish one of the songs i like written better i liked as much as the way i like this one sounds yeah the way he sings the verses of this just is just killer don't even know what he's even talking about but he's he's singing them words good whatever they are <laughs> he's singing the words good uh, any thoughts? poor placement on the album Kyle's like, it's, I'm making a, I'm making a pitch to be so- Wade Bowen's uh, album. It's, it's three <laughs> songs, <laughs> almost about the same thing, and they're back to back to back. And the best one is in between the two. And I'm just like, if it's, on shuffle, think- if it's on shuffle, it's not that bad. But when you listen to the album straight through, you're like, damn, another song. Okay, let's go. I only listened to it in order once. I, I've been on shuffle since the first listen. Yeah, this, this one stood out to me the most on the first. The way he sings the song. Yeah. Is just, this I, is my favorite I, on the album. I, by yeah, far. I agree with that part of it, but it's just like comes right after two others that are almost at, about the same subject matter. And I'm just like, eh, okay. I think this right. is a little different subject matter wise, but. Maybe. He should have no thrown this. He should have thrown this before one of the boot stompers. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Because, you know, you need the ups and downs. And, you know, it's just all not downhill in a negative sense, but, you know, it's all there's no pick me up. He wants some he wants some rise like Barney Stenson's get psych mix. Yeah. I think maybe some of the, the what you're saying with the album placement, because there's an example still coming. I think the album may be just more similar than it is different. Because if you yeah. start rearranging yeah, it, that's I true. Can, there's and some that, other there's songs that, that yeah. are going to be very similar back to back if you rearrange it from this order. 
it's kind of like one of the criticisms we give to like some how Riley Green sequences his stuff, and we're just like, well, I mean, but at the end of the day, like when we look at it, we're kind of like, well, it is kind of similar because Riley is well, yeah, it. Yeah, but with Riley Green it. though, this this EP is similar to the last one because it's literally the same song. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. On his last EP, he did have two songs that were the exact same. They're not the exact same, but you know, they're same subject matter, yeah. kind of some, but. All right, so next to last, we have a uh, collaboration with Vince Gill. Vince Gill's doing um, backup harmonies, and then he has a verse of his own towards the end of the song, but it's called A, a Guitar, A Singer, and A Song. Um, I love the opening part of it where he's like, a guitar won't change the world, but there's nights where I feel like it it has. It's just you know a song about the power of music and how uh, somewhere in these chords lies the truth. It's just about how a troubadour's life and how the music grabs them. Uh, when and it just won't let them go. Um, you know the the song. It's the power of a song for both the listener and for the. But in this song in particular, it's about the you know the guy making the music, the guy that's putting pouring his heart, putting his misery on display, as Gary Allen would say. Oh, Vince Gill was older than he was. I think he's around her parents' age. Yeah, I thought he was a lot older than that, but I was wrong. He's um. He's uh, 65, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was in his upper 70s for some reason. <laughs> but so I, I, I was surprised he was even on the record. I was like, damn, I thought he was way too old. But never mind, I was wrong. I like this song. I like songs like this, though. I mean, yeah. it's a song about songs, but it's not a song about songs in the way that like Old Dominion does song about songs. It's a song about the power of songs and I the either. kind of grip it has on you. I didn't really care about the song. So, Andy, you can... Yeah, I'm a little bit with Kyle. I, I do like, I either love it or don't care. And this is a don't care. I just, no. the line that you said, that opening line was just immediately to me was don't care. And it's, it's not that I don't like this type of song. It just did not hit me in the slightest on it. I think that it's probably one of those songs that if you're an artist like uh, Wade Bowen is, it probably has more meaning to them than it does the listener. I could see it. The thing that gets me is the one uh, for an example, one that I really like is uh, was Sound of a Million Dreams by David Nail. Yeah, yeah. Very similar, but I like that and I don't like this. That it's, yeah. It either hits or it don't and it just, just don't didn't hit. for you. I, yeah. Well, let's wrap things up with the 12th and final track, the title track of the record, Somewhere Between a Secret and the Truth. I think this song is a very well-written song, and I love the story behind it, about just how easy it is to get into a bad situation and possibly hurt your loved ones. You know, the secret being the possible affair and how little things that you may not realize that you're doing can lead you down that road, but the truth being your significant other. Um, the, like It says, somewhere between the secret and the truth is a choice you make uh, that you just can't undo. It, the fine line between a stranger's touch and losing you is somewhere between the secret and the truth. I I really liked the chorus in this song. I liked the story in it. And I did find it kind of an interesting twist towards the end where he didn't end up cheating on his spouse. And it was just like, you know, he left her there, bought her one more drink, left her there. And because, uh, you know, he was going to come home, didn't want to lose his uh, his his love of his life. So I I thought I appreciated this song. I thought that it had a different ending than what I was expecting because I was expecting him to get a hotel key and with a, a room with a view of the parking lot at some <laughs> Roach Motel and and uh, and go to town with this I, <laughs> this hussy I, that he meets at the bar ripping shots. 
the, it's almost as hilarious. I start, I as well. I think this is a great written song, but I don't like the story of it because I just Andy wanted him to, to cheat. <laughs> to, to quote Chris Knight, I like just watch the world burn. But take go to the ser- that ceremony, however he says, I'm a uh, the wherever the bridge is where he lights the bridge on fire and then just wonder how am I going to get yeah. back? Yeah, basically just the. Was that it? Yeah. It, it ain't easy being it ain't, me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Basically where he just goes around fucking everything up, up for himself and he even knows it. <laughs> I just I just wanted the guy to fuck everything up. Or If you don't fuck everything up, I don't see the point in the song. And he's like, damn it, he didn't ruin his life by cheating on his wife. <laughs> I wanted him to ruin <laughs> his life, be honest. That's what I wanted. And I just... If I, don't quote Kyle from the last one. If you ain't ruining your life on this song, I don't care. <laughs> um, this song is an absolute, an absolute goddamn banger. It's the best song on the record. See why I named it that. Yeah. Um, the God, the the part that just stuck with me is um is I think it's the third verse. Yeah, in between. Shit, hold on, I just had it. Let me pull it back up. In between where I was and where I should have been is a good man's prayer and a lonely midnight sin, but there's no way to justify or ever make amends. In between somewhere I was and where I should have been. I mean, he's he should have been at home with his wife, and he's contemplating what he's doing right now. Songs are a really profound example of, like, responsibility. And how easy it is to get caught and up how, in and how temptation, situation. yeah, and how temptation is just so easy, but the long term consequences of just a split second temptation mm-hmm. just can ruin so much. And I know Andy loves songs that just turn themselves on their heads or have that quick turn of phrase or just do a complete 180. This song does a complete 180. Because the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, this is a song about him fucking up. He's doing some kind of, he, you thought he was going to be doing some kind of fucking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, was, the whole beginning of the song, I was like, yep, yep, this is a, this is a regretful song. He's made a terrible mistake. And then, you know, last verse where he, he does that. And I was like, you know what? You got me. You got me 100%. And took, to your, to you your took point. me for a ride, and you got me. That's how I felt about it too. Yeah, you took me for a ride, and I was fooled. To your point about the <clears throat> the double use of the phrase "the secret" too, it's like yes. the se- that like in there, but when he's describing the situation where he's like, "the secret is when I touched uh, the small of her back," and it's like about like that's like the secret on how he was able to to uh, schmooze this young lass at yeah. the bar, and well, then like, but yeah. then also the secret being like. He almost cheated on his wife, so I guess he's not going to run home and be like, "Hey, baby, almost fucked up tonight." <laughs> but it, well, it even starts from the first verse. The, the secret was that he was even at the bar drinking that night. Yeah, and he wasn't even. He didn't even tell he was there. No. Nah. So you know the whole the whole story is built off of a secret slash lie, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. And because you know, I like to be you know that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing to the TV. And you're like, I was like, yep, he cheated on his wife. Yep, he did. And he didn't. And I was like, oh, oh. Shit. And he's right. like, damn it, this guy has morals. <laughs> yeah, I would rather them fucked her on the bar, robbed it, and then burned the bitch to the ground. 
<laughs> you're, a, you're a sadistic bastard, Andy. <laughs> I mean, Some yeah, people just like to watch the world burn, and not, I'm one of them. Andy wanted yeah. him walking out the door and then been like, so what was her name? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I, I, this song is so good just because it took me for a ride. Yeah. It's a very well-written song. Yes. Um, it is well-written. I will say that. Yeah, It's the best song by a couple football field links. It's a good title track. Good title track. I mean, like I said, over so damn good. Overall, this record is exactly what you expect, especially in late career Wade Bowen. He's a reliable artist, and it's just what did I text you guys? It's a solid Wade Bowen album, and that's kind of like I. This isn't going to be on my short list for album of the year, but it's an enjoyable listen that I would listen to uh, a lot of these songs again. It's not like it's a one time kind of thing. That last so song will probably the make an yeah, the last song will probably make an honorable mention for me, and like song of the year type stuff. Yes, it, it, it probably won't make. I have to go back through my list, but it'll certainly get an honorable mention, unless you know some new stuff comes out, just blows the doors off. But yeah, but that's Wade Bowen uh, somewhere between the secret and the truth. Um, like I said, solid record overall. Um, it gets a recommendation from me. Definitely check out Lori McKenna while you're at it. You won't be disappointed if you like good songwriting and excuse me. Um, I love her voice as well. So retweet, check her out as well. Um, you know, be sure to check out the, uh, country and cold slash shop. Plenty of t-shirts out there for you folks. Plenty of t-shirts. We've got, uh, ones with our logo. We've got some with the, the cold cans mountain. We've got the cold cans. They, they kind of look like certain labels that we're not going to specifically say which labels, but you know, once you see it, you know what it is. And, uh, we've got some bad day to be a beer shirts. We've got some, <clears throat> if you, you don't like the university of Texas, like I don't, we've got some horns down shirts. Uh, just check out the merch in the shop. Uh, this country and cold slash shop. Uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on all the podcast apps, Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Helps us out in the algorithm. Follow us on all the social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, you know you know where to find us. Be able to share the podcast with everybody. And uh, one last plug, you know, check out, uh, be on the lookout this week. It's tailgate season at the Cold Cans Network. And um, me and Jordan are having the football pod. Uh, it's going to be coming out this week. I had a little bit of a COVID issue uh, last week that that delayed us one week, but we're ready to rock and roll tomorrow night recording this. So be sure to check out tailgate season for the Colcans Network college football analysis with the new AP poll coming out. Um, but, you know, like I said, this is Country and Colcans with Bad Tech Andy who hates fried chicken. This week, chicken better tenders t- for life. Better Take Kyle, presented by the Cold Cans Network. Hashtag Great Take Kyle. (laughs) We'll see you next time.